we woke up and we remembered where we lived in the winter, Minnesota. I'm telling you, it's kind of one of those beautiful high sun days with snow. It was beautiful. It's really pretty. Really I'm pretty. glad I'm missing it. I know, but I, I I loved it. It's a gorgeous day out. It was just pretty, and I got an email from Afton Alps, and I'm like, yes, people get out and enjoy it. Enjoy the snow. But you were telling me, like, you're oh. having crazy encounters, like something is going on on the Big Island where you are. I, I can't stop laughing about <laughs> what, happened? what happened. What happened? So... I did my little video of uh, trying to do a cowboy dance to Beyonce's uh, Texas Hold'em. Yes. <laughs> and then Casey and I went for a little walk. We'd like to go and see the sunset every night. It's the, the most beautiful sunsets on the Big Island if there are no clouds because of the reflection of the black lava rock. Oh, pretty. It just makes it really, really stunning the colors um so anyway so we're walking back to our little cottage and um we get to our driveway and the guy we rent from david is taking out princess palapalupa radiance his feral pig that he rescued yeah three years ago that's now like 250 pounds and is on a on a leash and i thought you were gonna say a diet (laughs) no on a leash on a leash and so we're just saying, you know, kind of high, and they're going to mosey on down the road. All of a sudden, we hear it It sounded like like galloping and a dog barking and all of a sudden rushing right past us. I'm talking five feet away from us. A mama pig, a, a boar, okay. and her five little piglets and they're all so fat and little they look like little french bulldogs oh my and they are racing by us squealing the mom is like snorting and a dog is chasing them and they race across the street there's luckily no cars right into a yard and the yard ends at the beach and I don't know what happened, but one of the little piglets got separated, and it was this little black one, and it was running all over the road, just crying as loud as it could, and we had to, it was getting dark now, and then we were, like, stopping cars because you can't see this little black oh, piglet. Oh, no. Oh, and no. And I'm like, I, I thought, oh, I wish I could call my dad and ask him how are they going to find each other and then david said to me pigs can smell like seven miles oh then they will and, find they will find each other's they'll, they'll find each other yes you know but i mean they were so close i could see the bristly hair on the mama and you know i mean they're it's it's wiry hair so when i say wow. that picture of me and i said my hair is as wiry exactly out of control but they went by Boosh. And I mean, I'm like, what's going to happen to them? Where do they go? And anyone who was sitting on the beach to see. So much wildlife. Yeah. Just come racing through a yard. And I thought, gee, if I was that dog, I would not take on that big pig. No, no, but it must have been in this property. I can't believe. No, there's, there's, you know, there's like. Hawaiian forest behind us. Oh, okay. You know, there's a, so a lot of. You're very ne- near to nature. Besides very, being on a road in a cottage, you're in a cottage mm-hmm. close to the close to the fine line of nature. 
<laughs> yes, very much so. And then I, I was like, oh my gosh, these, I'm becoming part, I thought, am I going to be become part of Pig Island Rescue if we don't get this little baby back with her mom? But um, David went out and wrestled around and he's like, I think everybody's back together and wherever they live. But, you know, they don't like these feral pigs, the Hawaiian. Well, they they eat them. You know, they have hunting licenses sure. if you go to a luau yep. or whatever. But they're, there's about 400,000 on all the islands. That's a and ton. They, they eat so much vegetation that okay. sometimes they make native plants go in, extinct. So... You know, but they were introduced a long time ago, and of course, a huge food source, yes. pork and everything. But um, yeah, I was just like, "Whoa!" If we'd been five I, feet over, they would have slammed into us. Right. I bet that would it be just, wild to have a pig and all these piglets just charging at you, and followed up by a dog. That would have been scary. It happened so fast. Right? I never knew a pig could run. That fast, even though I've watched like shows where they Charlotte's have Web. wild boars that charge really fast, and I know right. hippos go fast, but I was like, boom, they just went by. That is so crazy. Fast. So, yeah, but literally, a- you're seeing so much because the wild turkeys, then you saw this pig, then you've the had roosters. an earthquake, you've seen the roosters. Oh, it's we just, just got a little. None. We just got a little snow here. <laughs> just nonstop action. That's but it. That's when I was nuts. I know. And when I was kind of Googling, because my dad obviously isn't around for me to ask him all my wild yes. questions. I didn't realize what I have. He's been my animal planet. I've really never had to look anything Google up. Very many animal stuff because right. he knew all this stuff. But one of the things I did come across um, is... If you come to Hawaii, there's one thing you cannot ever bring do at night. Okay. Right. Any guesses? Okay, at night. At if, night. If you come to Hawaii, one thing you can never do at night. I was going to say well, you shouldn't. I'm warning you. you okay, I live there for 15 <laughs> okay. months, and I did pretty much everything I could at night. Um, I'm trying to think of Sleep on at beach. night. Okay, yours was sleep on the beach, yeah, Grant. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, I have, I have no idea. Blow a yeah, dog it, whistle at night. Uh, okay, very close, Julia. Don't ever whistle okay. at night really? in Hawaii. Why? Why? Because you're summoning the Hukai Po, aka the night marchers, and those are, they- are the. Undead. Oh, stop. If you hear drums, if you hear drums, run, run and hide. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Did Casey whistle something? Don't whistle out loud at night. And remember that book, The Guy Lives in Stillwater, um, Sharks in the Time of of Hawaii? Yeah, yes, yes. And it was, and he was from the Big Island. And really, that whole book was about. The night marchers and the 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 belief of these people um, that you don't ever, if you do accidentally encounter one at night, should you be out for some reason? Right. 
the forest, don't look them in the eye. Okay, good to know. All right, so now these are two, these are travel tips, and it's a Thursday, so this is bonus. So if you're in Hawaii, don't whistle at night, especially if you're in a more recluse area like you are. Don't, no, just don't, just don't do it in whistle general. at night. It's like looking in the mirror and saying Candyman three times. I oh. mean, just why mess with it? <laughs> you're such a superstitious gal, and do not look these night people in the eyes, whoever they are. And Koi Po, and if you hear the drums, so funny. run and hide. Okay, this is all good. Hukoi Po. Oh my God, you're funny, Lori. All right, so today we have a very busy day. Um, we're going to have a sleep doctor on. If you have issues with sleeping and want a question answered, you feel free to send us a note, email us. We are also um, having one of our favorite authors back on. We are also giving away tickets to Usher. Uh, it's concert at Target Usher, Target Center next November 2nd or 3rd. And those tickets go on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And also giving tickets away to Beautiful, the Carol King musical that's going to be at the Chan for the month, um, March through the end of summer. So busy, busy, busy day. Yeah, it is. And we're going to take, yeah. we're going to, yeah, and we have so much to talk about. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Now, Ann, we've heard that January has one of the highest rates for divorce filings than any other month of the year. And I'm wondering, is this because of the holidays, because of the new year starting? What's the deal? I think it really is affected by the holidays. I think a lot of people who are at a difficult point in their life try to maintain status quo for the sake of the children and the family during the holidays. They get through it and they kind of say, this is kind of my last straw. I need to move on. And again, you have your New Year's resolutions and it's the idea that now I I can make those changes I need to and make a fresh start in my life. And if some of our people listening are thinking about divorce, what should their next steps be? Well, I really encourage people to start educating themselves. Start really gathering information and knowledge of their financial circumstances. A lot of people rely on the spouse to take care of it. Start educating yourself on that to be prepared. It'll also be more cost effective during the divorce proceeding. Call Tressler Law for your free one-hour divorce consultation. Find them online at TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for hanging out with us. Big, 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 big news, Laurie. Big. Yes. Big news. Big news. Big. Basilica Park Black Party's coming back. <gasps> but it's not yes. going to be at the Basilica. It's going to be at Blue what? Island. And they're changing the weekend. No, then that's not the Basilica Black Party. That's not the Basilica They, they um, here's the deal. It's amazing if you own a parking ramp yeah. or lot. Oh, the money you can make. But the lot, an area where there's going to be construction done off of Lake Lindale by the Basilica and Hennepin there this summer, 
So they have no parking? Exo um, uh, Energy owns the lot, and they need to use that lot for the construction that's going on. That's where they usually have that stage that's across yep. the street, the, the stage farthest away from the big Basilica. One. Yep. The big one. Yeah, yep. the big bummer. One. bummer. So anyway, but it, they, they are coming back. It's going to be okay. on the first weekend in August. And it's going to be on Boom Island, which is a beautiful location. Now, the- and it still like- benefits the Basilica. It does. Yeah, I like August okay. first. So I like just it. because of you know the construction and everything. But let's get back to the other big news. The Met Gala's been announced, and there's scandal. But before we get to the scandal, can we? This is just like really quickly what's kind of happening this year in the theme. So the Sleeping Beauty are the clothes in the collection that you cannot wear. Yeah, it's clothing and fashion so fragile it can't ever be worn again. Right. And Vanessa Friedman, who covers style for the New York Times, the theme, the dress code is called the Garden of Time. We're going to see a lot which, of trees. Uh, no, I was going to say we're going to see a lot of vintage. Oh, okay. Vintage. Yeah, I see that. Floral. Yes, floral. I see it. So floral and vintage, not necessarily the same thing, but let, let's talk about the chairs because this is breaking the damn internet. Okay. Okay. So the fact that Zendaya mm-hmm. is co-chairing for the first time, yep. people are losing their mind. And she hasn't been to a Met Gala since 2019. Right. And J-Lo is a co-chair. She's been co-chair several times. Yep. Of course, Anna Wintour Chris Hemsworth, is Thor coming out? It's just, no, there's nothing with him coming out. I don't okay, understand. Okay, so that's an odd one. I was surprised by that one because he really hasn't, you know, remember he did all that work, gene- genealogy work, and found out he has early Alzheimer's. Yeah. He might I have don't. it. And he's I been don't. doing all this worldly yeah. other stuff. So that I thought was a weird one. Yeah. But Lori, the yeah, big, big, we- you know yeah, the big, big, one. big elephant in the room, right? It's sold the, out to TikTok is the major sponsor. Wow. And guess who's the honorary co-chair? Show Chu, the executive officer of oh. TikTok. Of course. Ugh. My favorite sentence today is <laughs> that is from, you know, our guy, Showbiz 411, um, that because it's being shipped out and being sponsored by TikTok, the meaning is what used to be haute couture, high fashion, money loser has devolved into a Halloween party available to the highest bidder. <laughs> and the, sab- the celebrities involved in this year guarantee a Hollywood- Halloween for the ages. Bad Bunny, Jennifer Lopez, Thor, and Dune. I thought that was hysterical. Well, I mean, Zendaya will bring it. I mean, Grant posted a photo of her, um, her Dune, her latest looking Dune from the London and premiere. She, yeah, she and La Roach will bring it. Bad Bunny was the best dressed man at last year's Met Gala. He wore a an all cream suit, and then around his jacket, he wore. A, a, a like a cape or a shawl, all with the big roses that we saw all the women wear at the Emmys, right. the Golden Globe. That was last May. He was definitely the most fashionable fashionable man at the Met Gala last year. He was our best dressed, right? So I'm great with that. But the Zendaya news is breaking Twitter, Insta, and TikTok. People are losing their minds because and, they uh, love her so much. Yeah, because they love her, okay. and 
you know, like that Joan of Arc year, she really dressed on point on the theme. And then there was another one. Remember, she had the light up Cinderella. Yes. Yes. The thing with Zendaya is, okay. so we kind of talked about the Dune 2 premiere is going on in Europe Mm -hmm. and has been for quite a while. Her, Florence Pugh, Timothy Chalamet. Mm -hmm. And who else is in it? The other guy. Um, Isn't your Elvis kid in it? Austin Butler yes. always looking like everybody's uncle. His yes. fashion is so basic. But yeah. I think he wore a cape last night or something different. Okay, he okay. he yeah. he stepped out. But their the looks are posted along right. with Zendaya's too. Because she okay. their looks have just been kind of out there and oh. really cool. Especially really Zendaya. cool. Zendaya was rocking what looks like a C three PO mix of that with like. A lot of see-through at the same time. Yeah. It's metal, plastic, it's and a lot. It's wild. It's it's futuristic, and I still think she's sexy. I don't know why. Yeah, everyone in America she, does. You don't have to apologize. Oh, yeah. I still think and she's sexy, even as opposed robo- to yesterday. And it, well, in a robot suit, essentially. <laughs> in a robot suit, and it is like you know very C-3PO at a convention kind of a look, yeah. but she pulls it off. She does, and. Florence Pugh brought her grandmother, who lives in somewhere in London. Uh, she walked the red carpet with Florence. It was so cute. I think it, she's taken her grandmother before when she's had a movie. Yes, yeah, she in has. Yes, yeah, she has. And uh, yeah, so but yeah, I've looked at some of the Austin Butler. I'm like, dude, you look like everybody's uncle. One hundred percent. He loves. He likes the color black. He likes to wear dark colors. He doesn't really. Yeah. Brighten it up. He much. just. Uh, you know, Timothy is such a fashion plate. He That's really. True. He is a fashion plate, and both of them are pure models because they don't weigh more than one hundred and twenty wet. <laughs> so yeah, they right. they really do have that. Um, but there's going to be four hundred years of fashion history, and so if you wanted to go to New York. And um, go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. This is going to be, um, these clothes and, and looks are going to be displayed through the end of the summer, I think. Yeah. Which would be really I, I'm cool. predicting right now, Julia, that people, there will be people who show up in Disney because they're Sleeping stylists. Or their people didn't realize the dress code is the Garden of Time. And they're taking Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> literally. Yes. And so we might see some Disney look, but the dress code is the Garden of Time, which for spring, I don't know, is that a groundbreaking dress code? Well, here's what they're like- breaking into it. So there's not one more sentence on that is mm-hmm. that mo- more modern, less delicate pieces imbued with the same spirit as the spotlit fashions that will be showcased alongside them and broken up into the three sub themes. Oh, Someone spent a lot of time trying to break this yeah. down for the novice, you know, land. Don't, don't you love the word imbued? Uh, yes, I really, I kind of <laughs> like saying that. I do like saying that. And it's yeah. the, the three sub themes of the Met Gala, land, oh, sea, and sky. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's going to be a tree or two. I know it in a couple waves. <laughs> I, I hope you're right. I pray you're right. I think some clouds. We don't know. We're going to get some of that stuff. Oh, gosh. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Um, and we're going to talk about how, how you guys can learn how to sleep better, and including me and Grant. Yes. And Lori already does. So yeah. you'll listen. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is my talk. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for Learning RX. And I was just curious to see if they had a franchise here in Hawaii, and they do have one in Oahu and Honolulu. So that is the reach of uh, Learning RX. They are committed 
to providing programs that are research-based and research-supported. And it all starts with the cognitive skills assessment test. That's the first step. It's one-hour cognitive skills test, nationally recognized. And it takes about an hour. And if you're not close to one of the seven locations, you can do it remotely via Zoom. Um, and uh, But it is so eye-opening because you'll find out what's going on. Oh, um, Rebecca or Johnny, they're not able, they're not processing what they're hearing. So it really is amazing to get a hold of Learning RX 952-949-6900. Mention Lori and Julia to get that test 50% off. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this gorgeous Thursday. Um, we met Sarah Moe, who's the CEO of Sleep Health Specialist Company, Um you came on for Womanist was doing um, some products and Womanist are the products for women um, in perimenopause and menopause areas with hyaluronic acids mm-hmm. and all these great things in them to help our skin as we age. But you came on and you, you're kind of talking about because one of the big things that happens in different cycles in women's lives is when you lose sleep going through menopause and you have mm-hmm. the hot sweats or perimenopause or childbirth, you don't sleep because you have a baby or or whatever it is. So we just wanted to have you on because Grant doesn't sleep a lot. Not at all. I, I, I have to work hard to sleep and just thought if you can kind of, you know, help our listeners, help us understand, you know, um, cause it's related. Sleep is related to so much. I even read something that you sent us today that it's related to giving up on your new year's resolutions yeah. because you're too tired to even think about it. So thanks for being here. Uh, I'm so happy to be back and have this conversation because, I mean, obviously I'm biased. I always think it's important to talk about sleep, but this Mm -hmm. is a really good time to have this conversation anyways. Because even when we think about our New Year's resolutions, something like 80% of Americans make fitness or health-related New Year's resolutions. And by the end of February, that's it. We give up. And the piece that comes with sleeping well is just critical to not only achieving those goals, uh, but even continuing to have that willpower to keep going. Because we have always seen health kind of in a 
a way where it's associated with working out and eating well, because that's what we're taught from a very young right. age. But that sleep portion is so critical and we know nothing about it. We're not taught about our sleep and how uh, the hormones of leptin and ghrelin can be involved in how much we crave bad foods or our ability to efficiently burn calories. So we sacrifice our sleep in order to get up earlier and work out more and reach those goals, not knowing that we're actually kind of doing the opposite by having less sleep. So it has been a really interesting couple of months having people say, oh, I'm so motivated. This is the year I'm going to do it. But just not having that sleep education, that sleep portion to be able to help them achieve those goals. Okay, so so let's just cut it back, roll back the curtain. How much how much sleep are we supposed to get on average a night? Is there like a number for most people. Yeah, so the average person really does need about 7.5 to 8 hours of sleep each night to feel rested. And that's our guidepost. Are you waking up feeling refreshed? Are you waking up feeling rested? Because if you're not, if you are waking up like most people wishing you could go back to sleep, that's probably the main issue is that you did not get enough. And there is a huge conversation around quantity versus quality. What's more important? But we have to start with the quantity. With the quantity, you got to get it. The average person gets 6.5 hours of sleep each night and that is an hour and a half less than we need and shannon if you're listening my favorite long sleeper this is to you but casey just got Lori, her husband my brother a watch and it's got a sleep component on it and he's been kind of obsessed with it hasn't he Lori? oh he's obsessed with it because he's he's always been not a long you know he never gets eight hours mm-hmm. sleep and um and he yeah he really likes knowing how long he's sleeping mm-hmm. and he's more focused on g- gaining an hour because he's like six hours of sleep, sometimes six and a half. And he would like to have more. But I said, you need to set that watch for all the naps you take during the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's such a crucial component, being able to see what's happening. Um, obviously, the accuracy of these devices can be questioned. Sure. But they really do give us a good picture of what's happening. And I'm going through the same thing with my boyfriend. He is very, very interested every morning looking at his sleep score. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, honey, I need more REM. I need more deep sleep. I'm like, well, we need to start with you actually having longer sleep time absolutely You're not going to be getting the sufficient sleep or those stages Do naps count no yes and no so naps count in reducing our fatigue but when we look at the sleep architecture or the map of what our sleep is supposed to look like every single night one of the main restorative stages of sleep is consolidated at the end of the night slash early morning which is REM sleep we get the vast mm-hmm. majority of our REM from about 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. every morning so if you are taking naps that's great to help us feel better But if you're just sleeping five hours each night, we're going to miss out on a lot of that consolidated REM that comes early in the morning. Yikes. I know. Yikes. Okay, so if we, 651-641-1071, if you have any questions for Sarah. Sarah, tell us about your education. How did you become a sleep specialist? Yeah, I actually went to school for sleep medicine. My degree is in polysomnography, which is sleep studies. So I started my career in sleep medicine, uh, working overnights, very hypocritically, to diagnose other oh, people's sleep hysterical. disorders. I know. That's hysterical. <laughs> awful, but really fun to be able to help patients on that level. Uh, after that, I became an adjunct professor at Minneapolis College, where I taught the sleep medicine program. Uh, then I I started my small business to work with corporations and help employees sleep. Okay, so so help us sleep. What are some <laughs> what are some key things that people should just have as daily practices that are just smart that people just don't even think about? Yeah, so I always say, you know, good sleep starts during the day. There are the things that we're doing all day long that will impact either positively or negatively 
how we sleep. Um, so I'm sure we've all heard all of the pub- public service announcements. You need eight hours of sleep. Most of us, again, don't get that. Uh, we've heard you have to power down before sleep. Don't use your devices. Right. We've heard that as well. But it's really hard, especially you know, post-pandemic, where the majority of us were using electronic devices day and night to keep business going. Um, but it's just good to know the science behind that. That whole blue light frequency really, really is bad for our brains and our ability to convert serotonin into melatonin and help us achieve sleep. So when we have light devices, our cell phones, our televisions, our Kindles, all those things in our faces prior to bedtime, it does stop that transition from being able to initiate sleep. It really does. It does. It's neurological. So so neurologically, Mm -hmm. if we shut off the TV, is it best just to read a book? It really is. That's a great practice. Something calming, Mm -hmm. something relaxing. Prior to bedtime, historically, we were never meant to be active. That was time for us to be calm, uh, for us to take... conversations with neighbors and, and and learn about the environment have that brain space open in order to initiate sleep because we have hormones that put us to sleep and they need a place to go if you are watching csi at midnight sure, and, sure, sure, and sure. having that neurological activity continue to be intense we're not going to have brain space for sleep initiating hormones okay that just makes so much sense like our, there's parts of our brains our phones are lighting up so we've got a lot of questions laurie um but it makes sense that there's hormones to keep us awake, hormones to make us happy, sad, blah, 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 and puns to put us to sleep. But if we don't give them the time and space, is 10 minutes enough? Or what's to shut off everything? Or yeah. what do you kind of so, think? Electronic devices and blue light. Uh, the National Sleep Foundation does recommend two hours prior to bedtime. Wow. I think for myself, that's even unrealistic. I shoot for about 45 minutes to an hour, and you can work your way up. Sure. I would say, you know, it sounds like an impossible task, but start with 20 minutes, and once you start to see, after a few mornings, that you do feel a little more refreshed, it's easier to work your way up to that hour. Um, and on top of that, you know, just any kind of calming thing that you can do prior to bedtime is going to make a difference. Human beings, ugh, we're so... We're, we're stupid. We're trainable. All you need to do is really stick to something for a few nights in a row and you'll start to see a difference. Seriously. Okay, that's good news. All right, Nadine, you're on my talk. Do you Natalie. have a... Oh, yeah. Natalie, I can't see. Okay, Natalie. Hi, honey, you're on my talk. Do you have a, a question for... Um, I want to call you Dr. Sarah. Um, <laughs> it's Sarah for sleep. Sarah sleep. <laughs> do you have a question? I actually, I feel like this show must have been made for me, and it was fate that I turned up, happened to be getting in my car at this at the right time because over the last three days, I've gotten less than eight hours sleep. I cannot sleep. Mm. Even as tired as I am, it'll be 4 o'clock in the morning. I have to get up for work at 6, and I'm still awake. Goodness. Um, can I ask if there was any change in the last few days that kicked out this bout? Uh, we call this acute insomnia, uh, something that comes with a, a very quick onset. And usually it's caused by something stressful. I'm recovering from surgery, so uh, my sleep schedule did get screwed up while I was out yeah. on my recovery time. Mm-hmm. Are, you having, just, are you having pain issues keeping you up, or is it just kind of you've nope. gone down this track and it's hard to get back? just gone down this track and I can't seem to get it fixed. Yeah. So I would highly suggest getting something fun like a sleepy time tea or something um, that you might find uh, at any of most of the things that are out there now are, are highly regulated. You know, don't go out and look for an Ambien where you end up marching across your living room <laughs> at 4 a.m. Uh, but something that you could grab that would be almost you know, relaxing, calming, something new and something fun. For most of us, that is enough to get us out of that kind of bad habit that 
thing that we've learned in two or three days uh, that will get us back on track. And if that doesn't work, talk to your primary care physician and maybe uh, look at getting some sort of uh, sleep study or, uh, or prescribed sleep aid that could help get you through this. What, what do you think about melatonin? I think a lot of things about melatonin, but I don't think that uh, necessarily it is not actually a sleep aid. It is um, it is a a hormone that we create as a signal, not something that initiates or maintains sleep. So taking melatonin might not be as helpful if you are not deficient in melatonin. I'd look at something that was even over the counter that you can get like those Unisoms or the Zequils. As long as you're taking the recommended doses, those are perfectly safe to try. Nadine, I was going to ask, I was going to, I hope that helped you. I was going to ask the exact same question about melatonin. So I'm glad that you asked it. (laughs) Thanks for your call today. Thank you. Okay. Take care and good luck. All right. We've got, we can take one quick call, Heather, before we take a break. Heather, do you have a quick question for uh, Sarah Sleep? Yeah. I just wanted to see if she had any strategies for convincing our 20 somethings children that burn the candles at both ends and think that they can always make it up. How can we convince them to work on their sleep? Yeah, that's a tough one because, again, it's not a part of elementary school education when we think about health and well-being. Um, but the science behind memory is really fascinating right now. What we've learned, how we are able to consolidate and retain memories in stage two sleep is really interesting. So all of these young kids who think that they can do it all and sacrifice their sleep are really uh, kind of giving themselves more of an undercut than they'll ever ever realize so even just conversations research around you know what is it you're hoping to accomplish or you know we even talk to college students about pulling all-nighters and how counterproductive it is it really is about how productive or how much you want to be able to contribute to your day and taking that sleep more and more seriously Um, there is a ton of fun stuff also on the website for the national sleep foundation it's nsf.org you can get daily tidbits and and reminders about interesting facts on sleep that really help young folks a lot that's interesting heather because honest to god those cell phones you know trying to get them away from your kids in the teenage and 20 years you know before they go to bed and they they live and die with that thing so that's it's tricky it's It's really tricky tricky. but i like that idea that you aren't going to be able to treasure these memories or remember them if you're not getting is that why Lori can remember more than me because she sleeps all the time Probably, actually, whenever I hear somebody who says, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, I think, oh, you didn't sleep well last night. <laughs> did you just hear that, Lori? Yes, I did. Oh. I mean, I, sleeping is my superpower. It she, really she is. Always been, it drives me crazy. Thanks, Heather. I hope we answered your question for you. Um, we do have to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. But it is her sleeping power, and I'm always jealous. And she doesn't move. <laughs> she just sleeps like a bat. <laughs> Or a vampire. She literally doesn't move. It drives you me know what? crazy. Julia, I've never had a TV in my room ever. In I don't all have my one. Yeah. Life. I never have I done that. Even when I lived with a bunch of women, I've always read at night. And the one time I didn't sleep, it was because I was going through perimenopause right. and low on progesterone. And I took care of that. And I just, I probably had a week of disrupted sleep, but I... Yeah, it must be nice to be a chosen one. (laughs) She has chosen. Did you hear what um, Sleep Sarah said? Must be nice to be chosen. I said, well, we all know she is. (laughs) (laughs) She knows how to sleep. We'll be right back, everybody. Hey gang, it's Lori and Julia here from Minneapolis Anti-Aging and Skin Care Clinic. And, um, you know, if you um, are wanting to be more refreshed... Um, and not sleep related, but you want your skin to look better, which I'm sure sleep is a big part of though. Um, they have 
absolutely the most wonderful consultants um, at um, and nurses at um, Minneapolis Anti-Aging and Skin Care Clinic to just kind of help you. I went in and they literally just sat down and said, well, what sh- what's, let's make a plan. What should we be doing here? Um, Sarah, help me out here. And we've got a plan. And if you need to do that, they're brilliant there. I love what they're doing with you, Laura. Your skin looks great. We know so many people go there. Their skin looks great. Do you have any other, like... You just, yeah, you want to kind of have a discipline and go in and one of the estheticians, I mean, they'll come up with a plan based on what's going on. But just looking at your skin, they're wonderful. MSPSkin.com. We're talking sleep. We've got... Um, Sarah Moe here, who is the CEO of um, Sleep Health Specialists, and Alice is on the line, and I know that you've been waiting, and um, Grant kind of told me what you're going through, that you're getting like about four hours sleep a night and waking up kind of itchy. Is that correct? Yeah, the itching just started the last two nights. I I, itch, I wake up and itch all over. Oh, all right. What do you th- I think it's wondering if it's anxiety because I haven't slept good for five months since my heart surgery. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Another that's surgery. Awful. I know. It's incredibly stressful and has quite the impact on all of our systems. But as far as your sleep is concerned, it could be associated with anxiety. It could also be associated with onset RLS or restless leg syndrome, which is um, kind of a misleading title. It's not just in your legs, but restless leg syndrome is a very tingly, creepy, crawly feeling in any of your limbs uh, that can happen at night and prevent you from initiating sleep. One natural way to help reduce this is magnesium or chelated magnesium. Uh, But another thing to do would be to talk again to your doctor and see uh, if there's a way to grab a sleep study see if maybe it is RLS and if it's not and get it ruled out uh, it might be anxiety related which maybe there's another sleep aid or something that you can help to get over that hump Um, but yeah it is very very common going through those stressful events to have that kind of manifestation at nighttime and and prevent you from falling asleep does that help and I might well, I might mention that I've tried melatonin and I tried gummies from the CBD store. <laughs> yeah. They've done, they've done nothing. Yeah. Right. I would, I, I, that doesn't surprise me. So I would look into if it is associated with restless leg syndrome, uh, that magnesium or even something prescription from your primary care physician will be able to help. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good Have luck. A good afternoon, lady. Thanks, you Alice. Too. That's Bye. interesting thank about you about the misleading nature of restless leg syndrome because I thought it was always your legs, but it's a tingling sensation that you might feel all over your body. Absolutely. And magnesium is something that helped. That was really good. And what we're learning is trauma of surgery really affects sleep. Absolutely. Big time. All right. So Susan is next, and yes. she has the same thing that I have issues with. She okay. can fall asleep for two hours right away easily, but then she might have to wake up to go to the bathroom, and then it's just tossing and turning all night, not being able to fall back asleep or getting any good sleep. So that's what Susan is okay. experiencing. So um, Sarah Sleeps is going to uh, tell us what Susan and Grant and a lot of other people should do. Yeah, again, this is incredibly common. So most times we don't wake up to use the restroom. When we wake up at night, uh, of course, as we age, the elasticity of our bladder can be impacted and we do have to use the restroom more frequently. Uh, in, you know, Obviously, we don't want to be drinking large amounts of liquids right before bed, so that could be impactful. But for most of us, going to the restroom at night happens because we have an awakening for a different reason. We wake up either from a sleep apnea, we have no breath, so we wake up and we take that breath and then are awake and recognize, oh, I need to 
I could use the bathroom and then we go. Uh, and then that also prevents us from reinitiating sleep because when we do have a sleep apnea, our body doesn't get oxygen thanks to an obstruction in our airway. And then our body kind of learns, hey, if you go back to sleep right away, you're not going to get oxygen. So let's not do that. So I would absolutely say if you are frequently waking up to go to the bathroom, I would suggest getting a sleep study and see if maybe something else is going on. Um, but that initiating sleep easily and not being able to maintain it is also something common that we We've seen post-pandemic where uh, stress and worry, once we are awake, prevents us from reinitiating sleep. So for those of you who are lying awake, you wake up and you're like, oh, I can't fall back asleep. One really great practice is to write things down. Uh, keep a, a reading light or a small lamp next to your bed. And if you're having a difficult time reinitiating sleep in the middle of the night, write down the things that you're thinking about, that you're stressed about. Because again, that brain space we were talking about earlier it needs to be there. And if it's full of worrisome thoughts, we're not going to reinitiate sleep. Write those worries down and get them out of your brain. I love that idea. And one other thing, you know, guys, um, when we're talking is blue light cheaters would also help with reading before bed. I absolutely recommend getting blue light blocking lenses for everybody. For people who are regular glasses wearers like myself, I have the blue tech just put into my frames. But you can get a pair of cheaters at Target or on Amazon that has that blue light blocking technology in the glasses. And we should absolutely be wearing those after dinner just for the rest of the night. Really? really? Even given, if watching TV? Especially when watching Lord, TV. Or did you hear that? Blue light blocking glasses to watch TV. You should try that. I'm going to. I don't. I'm going I don't to have 100%. a problem with sleeping, but I wonder how does someone get involved in a sleep study? How do you, where do you go? Yeah, you can just talk to your primary care physician and they'll recommend okay. a lab within the network of your uh, healthcare provider. And there are also now home sleep tests, HSTs, where you can just go online and order one yourself from an independent lab that will send the kit to your house. Uh, the home sleep tests really are more used to diagnose sleep apnea. And right. if we're looking at one of the other sleep disorders, I would recommend going into the sleep lab to get that done. But HSTs are a great option for that. Fantastic. Grant is going crazy wanting to get everybody in here. Grant, who's up next? Kelly? So let's go to Kelly right now. And Kelly has a mixture of restless leg meds that she's going through. And she also has sleep aids. And she wants to know, like, kind of a good mix. Kelly, you might want to jump in on that one. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Um, so I heard you, you know, the other caller about the restless legs. So I'm on prednisone, which I know can kind of zip up the whole, yep. um, mm -hmm. the whole body. And hopefully I can get off that soon. But I just, same thing. I, I sleep for maybe four or five hours a night. So with the prednisone and everything, so then I'm taking melatonin, but I'm hearing what, that you're saying maybe not. My doctor said with the restless leg syndrome that I have that I should not take over-the-counter sleep aids because it can have, mm -hmm. like, a, an effect on that. What's your thought on that? Yeah, um, again, we're seeing a lot of really great work with magnesium right now. I Again, talk to your primary care physician and make sure there aren't going to be uh, any interferences of medications. But that is almost a, a more natural <laughs> way people are looking to ease that uh, kind of feeling with the RLS. Uh, but uh, again, I'd also look at having a sleep study. If you've been already diagnosed with restless leg syndrome, can I ask if that was done through a sleep study? No. Okay. No, I just, I mean, it's like crazy. Just, yeah. Like, it's just been, oh, yeah, Kelly. really obvious. Well, get a sleep study uh, because from that, they'll not only be able to tell the severity of it, but have other recommendations uh, for more medications that are going to be able to take care of the RLS and other sleep issues as well. So a sleep study isn't necessarily always for sleep apnea. Correct. There are 115 classified sleep disorders that we can look for. <laughs> okay. That's awesome to know because yeah. I know 
being in the insurance business, some people shy away from that because yeah. of, you know, trying to get yep. insurance. So they tend not to do the sleep study. So that's really good to know. Right. And the, the sleep apnea obviously is the most common sleep disorder. It's underdiagnosed. Uh, and there are so many people walking around that have no idea that they have it. But any kind of issue with your sleep, you do need a sleep study. Thank Wonderful. you. Thanks so much. Thank yeah, you. And the um, last one before we go, light sleeper, hard snoring husband, any suggestions? Hard yeah. snoring husband. Kick him out. <laughs> do, you, do you recommend, because a lot of people have separate bedrooms. I absolutely recommend this. I Anybody do. who has ever heard me speak professionally before knows that I'm a huge advocate for separate sleeping spaces. The likelihood of you partnering with somebody who has similar sleep as you is mm-hmm. very, very low. So there's always going to be the light sleeper with the snorer, the kicker with the jumper. And historically, co-sleeping wasn't a thing. The only families that slept together were the ones that couldn't afford separate spaces. How do people get more information on you, um, Sarah Sleep? Well, you can check out the website. It's www.sleephs.com or just Google the company Sleep Health Specialists. I'm always here to help. You are so great.